Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, including Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, and Rick and Morty. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Delaney Stilvall. Yo. Today Delaney and I are going to be starting our watch-through of Over the Garden Wall. Um, this is a show that, or a mini-series that aired on Cartoon Network at the end of last year. And um, so basically what we're going to be doing is Delaney and I have not seen the show before and we're going to be watching a few episodes, podcasting on it, and then watching the next few and podcasting on those. I think we're going to do a four part uh, watch through of this and um, some keynotes here are that we have not seen the next episodes, nor have we seen spoilers, hopefully, for (laughs) what happens later in the series. Um, Nope. Yeah, so we'll be like guessing, and if you've seen it already, you can make fun of how wrong we'll be. But uh, it's, uh, but like, really, yeah, really, I what I, I think this is like a good format because this is a show that I known is like excellent, and people have recommended it before. But there's not really any incentive to watch it now if you missed it airing the first time, right? It's like you'd rather watch something new and like get in on the hype of the new show and stuff. But what this does, I think, is is I think it encourages like us and hopefully you guys to watch the series along with us and then it's like you have an incentive like you can watch the first three like what we're going to be talking about today and you can um listen to the podcast about it so it's a good way to kind of force yourself to get into good old uh shows and stuff like that old air quotes old uh, yeah not currently airing basically and other <laughs> reason to watch the show right now is because it's up for the uh the emmy for animated series which Gravity Falls was not nominated for somehow. Uh-huh. It's, even though the Emmy animation categories are, they're, they're absolute jokes, but it's still, it's yeah. good that this show's up there because it is, it does seem very good. Anyway, yeah, today we'll, Delaney and I will be discussing the first three episodes of Over the Garden Wall. And so spoilers for the first three episodes, the 10 minute segments I'm counting as episodes, not like the first two combined, so... The old grist mill, hard times at the Huskin Bee, and School Town Follies we'll be talking about today. And only spoilers for those. So if you haven't seen the rest of the series like us, you don't need to worry. Um, and then we're going to do... We're all in the dark together. Yeah, we're all in the dark together. And then we're going to do the next three, and then two and two is what I'm planning on. Uh, and these probably won't take precedence. They'll be... Um, we'll air these around, like air, like put them up around the new episodes of Gravity Falls and stuff. Gravity Falls next, on, new on Monday, yay. But yeah, and another the other place I always hear about the show is on uh, Alex Hirsch's Twitter, actually, because he's seemingly good friends with uh, Patrick McHale, the creator of this. So that's cool. They worked on Flapjack together, I think. Yeah. So yeah, that Tumblr post where it's like everyone who's ever animated anything is somehow connected to Flapjack. It's really true, though. That show seeming seemingly a lot of talent come from it. And Patrick McHale also worked on uh, Adventure Time too, so he's one of the creative people behind adventure time adventure time also hotbed of talent you know rebecca sugar and others yep. but yeah let's get into it you ready yep <laughs> very exciting <laughs> let's talk okay I so mean. yeah um over the garden wall so delaney what did you think of these first three episodes and what kind of stood out to you about this show um i really like the first three episodes um what stands out to me for this entire show is um the I'm going to say Tim Burton-esque, but it's not quite that. But um, the it's very off-kilter, which I love. I love things that are off-kilter. I'm like, yes, give me more. T- get, like, make me, like, something twisted is going on, and I love it. And also, it harkens back to um, old cartoons. And, like, they do a lot of gags and uh, gags. I use that term loosely. But, um, th- like, 
they play off a lot of like things that happen in old cartoons. And I grew up watching like as much as my family makes fun of me, like we like I grew up watching a lot of old cartoons that my parents loved and like of course Looney Tunes and all that and like just really, really old cartoons and like this is this is what this is, except with like that little and of course the off kilter thing comes from that too, like that tradition of like just very odd and um like kind of weird things. And I just love it. And I think that's for me that's what this standout part of the show is that it's really enjoyable and funny but and clever, but also um there's just a wrongness that's there and like you know it's there and it's great. A wrongness. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. And like of course that's, that's what they talk about like the darkness, like that thing. Of course and they're being very they're not being heavy handed with it, but it's very obvious. Yeah, like every I mean the setting of this, like the unknown, the forest of the unknown, it's just purposely being like um kind of Halloween-y and stuff like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. The thing that stands out most is like the 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 theme thematically of the show basically the aesthetic of it really um it's it's just very kind of creepy and in a really visually interesting way and uh like the first three episodes here i think they're good um and there's some really cool things about them but it's not like i'm blown completely blown away yet Uh, oh yeah yeah like i i mean i'm assuming the show is gonna do cool really cool things later but not yet you know like and it's fine it's these are good first three episodes i think the first episode in particular was pretty impressive um and you have to like and you have to build up like i mean we have to get there especially with um something like this where we have the weird setting like we have to do a little bit of world building we have to get that we have to get get more comfortable with the characters especially since the episodes are only like 11 minutes so we have to have a little bit more set up before we can really get to like the good stuff yeah i mean i wonder how much plot the show is actually gonna have I mean, we'll, yeah. fig- we'll figure it out soon as we continue watching. But uh, there's what eleven episodes? Well, there's like uh, ten episodes, yeah. And okay. it's so it's uh, and you know they're only eleven minutes each. So it's like how much plot can we actually get into? But at the very least, um, seeing visually where the show goes, at the very least, will be really interesting. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I did like it, but uh, I'm not necessarily completely blown away yet. You know, still yeah. still think cool things to discuss. I think the art is right now, like just how the show is, like how it looks, is the most interesting part at the moment. Yeah, there's like, like that's what I think. there's one element from like each of the first two episodes, I think though, which is pretty incredible. Uh, one of the, the first ones, like the fake beast in the first episode. Um, oh yeah, the wolf, the wolf Dog. thing, the like its eyes and stuff when it like still hasn't yeah. turned back into the into the other into the you know normal dog. It's it's pretty yeah. visually striking and really cool. Yes. And then the other thing I would say is the um, giant pumpkin leader from the second episode. <laughs> yes. It's just, so oh, the pumpkins weird. in general, but uh, I guess he's we never. I guess he's a skeleton, but uh, that giant well, guy guess, is. Yeah, well, they're all skeletons. I mean, we I would we don't see giant guy as a skeleton. That'd be interesting, but yeah, his him him in general is really is uh, really visually cool and striking. Like just the the immenseness of him and. Um, kind of how his like body is i don't even know how to describe it it's like tentacly except not like and then like they kind of like flashed back a few times before we actually saw him like something moving yeah i mean it was a little hard to see because i was um watching like on like a smaller screen but like and like the lighting was weird but like it like it was very i really liked that part where it was they'd be talking or whatever and they'd flash back and like there's something moving it's like oh god what's gonna come from the ceiling what's going on yeah yeah, so which which of these three was your favorite, you think? Oh, that's tough. Um, 
because uh, I was thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask me. So, obviously. Um, obviously. Uh, I think from like, I think I have like two answers. Like for like a personal, like how I like cartoons and like things that I'm a sucker for, it's pumpkins because like I just, pumpkin people are my favorite. Like I just, I don't know what it is. I just love that thing. Like it's not, is it a trope? I don't know. But like you always have pumpkin people and I just like it. Um, for quality of episode, I'd say probably the first one, like just as an opener and like what's going on and like it's really interesting and like your, your attention kind of gets caught immediately. But then also the third episode, we get Greg like doing cool stuff and I like that. So I don't know. But uh, so basically, all my, three is your answer. All three. That's well, a no, I mean. <laughs> My favorite episode is the second one because of the people. Okay, but like, yeah. I think the best episode is the first one. Yeah, I agree with you. The first one, I think, is the kind of the standout, like quality-wise. Uh, it's it's uh, everything going on with the mill guy. I don't I don't know what his name is. The woodsman. The woodsman. Yeah, um, yeah, the old woodsman. He's everything going on with him and his voice and visually what they do with him. It's all really cool. Uh, and yeah. The, everything with the beast too. Pretty pretty incredible. Uh, I also think that the episode does a really good job of intros to the, to the characters and stuff like that. Uh, and we get we get Greg knocking someone out immediately. Like Greg, you're weird, man. Like you were a weird child. I feel like Greg's your favorite character. I mean, it's hard not to after the that third episode. I see. At first, like I usually, I'm like, yeah. I mean, I assume I I already. The problem is, I had seen screen caps on Tumblr, and I like already liked Wirt because I like his design. Yeah, but after watching, I'm like, eh, Beatrice and Greg are pretty great. I just enjoy Beatrice because she's rude, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm so here for this rude bird. Like, yeah, I think Beatrice is the fave. That's she's, for me. She's too good. Rude bird. Uh, yeah. So I think the first one, critical quality wise. So, so like the second one, art wise, yeah. Like I, I feel like everything with the pumpkins is really cool visually, um, and that, that episode's probably. I don't know. The first and the second one are really creepy. Yeah, the third one, I feel like, kind of lays off the creepiness um, a little bit. I don't know. The teacher's kind of weird. <laughs> I love the teacher, though. She's great. No, no she's great. But, like, but the, that's weird. the thing with the third one, though. It's by far the funniest. Um, and everything they do with uh, Miss Langtree is wonderful. <laughs> Just her singing I'm her so songs <laughs> about about her uh, oh, bay or whatever, you know? Oh, I'm just... The molasses and potatoes thing like killed me. I was so, oh, that that part of the episode was just too much. Yeah, I don't I don't understand why he's singing about molasses and potatoes, but you know. Well, the thing is, molasses and potatoes has to be terrible. <laughs> That's the best part. That like, definitely yeah. Is, like molasses is sweet, but like don't put it on potatoes. Like <laughs> yeah, it definitely adds like the like olden times like aesthetic that it has going on i mean you know? he literally became shirley temple and yeah that's true <laughs> what happened i wonder when the show like takes place like obviously the force of the unknown is kind of back in time you know but is yeah. the is the show itself supposed to be in yeah, like think, olden times i think that's a good question i mean i think it's we haven't seen anything that would like contradict it being like that but um their clothes i feel like are kind of oldish yeah, but then yeah. he also like granted he could have just meant like in a horse drawn carriage thing. I didn't mean in a, in a horse, but like he said we need a ride, and of course I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's not clear. I mean, the, we don't see. 
like we have like an old mill with like a water wheel like. yeah so like i yeah i feel like the un the forest of the unknown or just the unknown is pretty clearly like uh going back in time but it's yeah we don't we don't see anything outside of it you know so it's hard to tell where the world itself is and it's always hard to like talk about things like this because it's like what world is it like what's going on and we have animals that go to school and animals that talk yeah let's talk about this big idea of her the school school uh teacher's dad of um opening up a school to make animals uh read and count right that's the that's the that's the big dream a primer school for animals yeah that's a pretty brilliant idea like what this episode's just absurd the school town it is i don't know it almost stands out to me the most i would say and then like so all the animals are enclosed and none of them can talk except for beatrice so i'm pretty sure it's probably like a human who's like a bird uh yeah but we we don't know if other animals can talk yet yeah i mean yeah like none of them i mean skeletons talk it's true yeah or i mean maybe it's like weaver bears where it just it just doesn't make any sense Oh, I, mean, yeah. I would hope it's not. Yeah, let's have a We Bear Bears over the Garden Wall comparison podcast. I feel like we need that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we, we, we all know comparison podcasts are my forte. Like, I mean, <laughs> uh, I can do this. What do you think of uh, work? We've kind of discussed right? Voiced by Elijah Wood. Um, <laughs> he's great. To me, he seems very dipper, eh? From... Oh, no, he's very, yeah. Well, he's like annoying dipper is what he is. He's like somehow more stick in the mud dipper. <laughs> Which like is... Yeah, because, like, the only reason Dipper isn't a stick in the mud is because he has the book. Like, Wirt doesn't have a book, so. <laughs> so you're saying Wirt needs a uh, a book chronicling the mysteries of the unknown? Yes. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's true. Though I do enjoy, like, I don't understand. Well, okay, I mean, I kind of like we have this character who is like, no, we're not going to do that. Like, no, birds don't talk. Like, I like that. Usually it gets on my nerves, but somehow the way Wirt is, it doesn't bother me. And it's also really entertaining because I'm like, Wirt, you're an idiot. Yeah. Because, like, all of the episodes so far have been, if Wirt had just listened to the stupid bird, none of it would have happened. Yeah, I mean, we don't for sure know the bird's taking them good places, but yeah. It's true. I don't know. I feel like going to the town was a reasonable idea. <laughs> it, I mean, it was. The bird definitely, like... the episode definitely presented the bird as, like, very um, Hansel and gretel Yes. Yeah. But um, but seeing the but I mean I would have seen the pumpkins and been like I'm out. <laughs> I I've seen too much. Like I'm out. Two pu- two creepy pumpkins. Yes. Hmm. I. Uh, yep. Yeah. I've, and then there's Greg, who we've talked about a little bit. Uh, Greg is Greg like is Mabel, kind of like oh, the, they certainly have a Dipper Mabel dynamic a little bit. He's he's Mabel on crack. Except he's obviously like I don't know how old do you think Greg is like five or something? Oh, that's no, I think he's like maybe six or seven. Yeah, that seems right. Wirt is like probably twelve, thirteen. He might be older. I don't know. It's no, I don't think he's. Old. I don't think he's older than that. But like, you know, Greg is Greg is great. He's... It, yeah. I didn't like I didn't like love him at first, but then like he starts doing weird things like beating the crap out of the woodsman, yeah. and like. Like, who are you, Greg? I mean, Wirt did tell him to do that, you know, so. It's so great. Uh, it's, what about, um, what, uh, Wirt's, or Greg's frog, whatever, I don't know where we are on the name for that, Wirt Jr. Wirt Jr. Jr. What did he, what did Greg call the frog originally? I don't remember. Kitty. Kitty, oh yeah, I like Kitty better. 
I really enjoyed that, that he was, like, looking for his dog named Kitty. Like, yeah. I was like, you were such a child, I love it. It's pretty good. I really enjoyed that. I, and like, like, I like that... And then uh, the monster, and yeah. he's like, Kitty. Yeah. <laughs> I like that uh, Greg has a, has a frog, and Mabel has a pig. You know, it works. Yep. Yep, it does work. He's, he's, Greg's kind of like a Luna Neville mix. Luna Neville mix. Yes. Like, if Luna Neville had a kid, it'd be Greg. I forget where we are on uh, the uh, Luna and Neville being together. Well, they're not together. Didn't I feel like this was addressed by J.K. Rowling recently. In the movie... I mean, J.K. Rowling has had, has had regrets about parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's what she said. Yeah, she's like, she regretted but, that. But like, in the movie, Neville and... Okay, so we're saying that Greg is Neville and Luna's kid. Great, that's... Yeah, except, except Luna doesn't end up with Neville. Yeah, I mean... Ends up with Ross Commander. Okay, that's great, but... <laughs> We don't need to talk about obscure Harry Potter side characters, but uh, yeah, no, if Neville had a kid, it'd be it'd be it'd be great. Also, he's just a, like a typical like young child, you know. Yep. To a certain extent. Yeah, he just disappears. Also, why does he wear a teapot? I don't know. I don't know why like, he wears a teapot. Like Wirt's outfit, at least, kind of makes sense. What do you think of the name Wirt? It's a terrible name. It sounds like Wirt. Why would you name your child Wirt? Sounds like wart and dirt. Yeah. Two not great things. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that probably sums up wart's personality. What do you think of Beatrice as a name for a bird? I like that. I do like that. And of course, I'm I'm like positive she's actually a person. So. I don't know. Yeah. Beatrice, voiced by Melanie Linsky, who's been in like things. maybe she's like a witch or something. Yeah, I'm. I'm interested. Yeah, she inter- said she can't do magic, but like. She interested to see where we're gonna yeah and there's a whole discussion on magic which reminded me of this uh debate about magic and steven universe we're having oh but, yeah yeah uh other things about school town follies like the the whole thing with the gorilla it was like so random at first and then the gorilla actually appears and then it turns out to be the um the uh boyfriend of the school teacher also i called that i knew that was gonna happen it's that's just absurd and i loved it it was great. No, because I was like, they kept, like, when the dad said his name, I was like, oh my god, he's going to be at the end of the episode. I know it. Like, he's going to appear. And then I was like, I bet the gorilla is a thing. I bet it's a person in the gorilla suit. And I was like, how did I guess all of these things? <laughs> like, I wasn't surprised. Oh, I mean, I was surprised, but I was like, like, I knew this was going to happen. Were there other people? There were, like, other people at the fundraiser they put on, right? Yes. Where they did they come from? from? Who knows? People who live in the woods, I guess. Why? Why aren't they helping? Why aren't Greg and Wirt trying to get help from them? Why? Why are they supporting the animal school? Don't their kids need to go to school? Like, <laughs> wait, there were kids. There are humans who go with them, right? Aren't there humans with the animals? Um, I, I don't I know. Them. I'm not sure about that one. Yes, there were human children. So okay. there's like human children and animals. But the whole idea there's... is for an animal school, not a children's school. I don't. Well, I guess you have to have both. I mean, why would people, like, support animal school? I mean, I'd support an animal school, I guess. But, like, general woods folk, I don't know. I don't think you would support an animal school. I don't think that makes any sense. I mean, I don't know. In the world where animals can talk, I guess. But these animals don't even talk. Well, yeah. They do walk like humans. Anyway. They do walk. That yeah, that whole episode I feel like did it's they, just did a... they... okay. Wait, we have to talk about the whole really confusing part where they all go to bed. I was that completely threw me for a loop. I was why? Like, wait. Why is that the part that threw you for your loop? Because like, I mean, obviously I understand what they were doing. Like we were having like this dumb Mary Poppins thing, but like, 
Um, or like Nanny McPhee, that's also what it felt like. But I, like, I didn't expect them to live there. Like, you go to school and you go home. Like, that's, that's it's a one-room schoolhouse. You shouldn't, like, and then, of course, it's actually a house, because it's, like, the dude's house. But I was just completely, like, oh, my God, what? Like, I, feel like, I like how that's the part that, like, throws you off and not it all did. of it. <laughs> like, it just completely, like, I mean, I'm usually, I'm usually pretty good with the weird. Like, I'm like, okay. I mean, everything I watch, it's fine. Like, whatever, this is weird, but I'm rolling with it. But, no, yeah. that just, I completely, that completely, like, threw everything off. <laughs> I was like, this is not what I thought was going to happen. Like, the pacing, everything. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh other thing the other th- other things that stand out. Um I like that this the pumpkin was the, le- the head of the Pottsfield Chamber of Commerce. The pumpkin leader. Yeah, that's just so random. Jack uh, Skelly. Giant pumpkin head called Enoch. Did he yeah, had- I was not surprised that that was his, that that he had a name like that. I was like, "Oh, this is getting weird real quick." That makes sense, yeah. Uh, and then there's very much the village like it's definitely what was going on i feel like there's a lot of hinting in episode one like at what is generally going on because like the woodsman is like making things into whatever he calls it what does he call it powder or... i don't oil? remember and then um like this black stuff and he yeah, like rambles oil. like when they're inside the house about what he's doing but it's hard to understand what he's saying yeah yeah so well, I didn't... And, the, and the and the creature like was the dog it was trapped and... in oil so like that's Oil oh the really oil yeah yeah so like so that's probably i feel like the first episode is the one that has the is hinting at what's really going on here stuff with the oil i yeah. guess so yeah let's let's talk predictions wise i guess the oil's gonna come back into some extent right um yeah. you're you think beatrice is gonna be a human trapped and trapped as a bird something like that i'm not sold on that one we'll see and then what who do you what do you think uh is gonna be up with um adelaide Hmm. I mean, I mean, there's two routes. Like, she's actually going to be fine. I mean, they're obviously not going to get home, but like, it's going to be like maybe she's like, you have to do all these things for me, or like maybe they don't actually find Adelaide and they like keep looking for her, or like there's some sort of disaster. Like, like they get to her cabin, it's been like. Uh, ah, I think that I think they're going to find Adelaide. Bold prediction: something's going to be up with her. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. bold. My bold prediction there. Yeah, um, there's like I think yeah, there'll be like we're talking like maybe wicked witch kind of stuff. But not like overt, like there's some like like me and you are like, oh my god, she's evil, what are you doing? And then like we're and Greg are like, Oh, this is great. Like, yeah. Gonna that, it's like interesting. That. I'm very interested to see if the show like kind of stays one offy like this or culminates into a big plot. I assume it culminates into a plot uh, like a final plot, which will be really interesting to see what happens. I would assume we're going to have more of an idea of what's going on, like, plot-wise, like, in episode five or six. Not because, like, obviously we're watching more episodes, but because that's when I would imagine things are coming together. Yeah. Like, kind of later later in the series. Oh, also, um, yeah. Greg's frog is totally a uh, Chekhov's frog. Like, something's going up, what's going to happen with the frog. Yeah, like, it can talk or something, or it's magical. Like, that's, yeah. Yeah, or it's an important person, something like that. Totally, that's totally what's going to happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so well, we took our frog king. The what? You took our frog king. Oh yeah, took the yeah. That that that's a typical thing that happens. Like, inadvertently took someone's um, important person. Yeah, they could. Like do it's, that. it's Adelaide's frog. I feel like Beatrice would know if it was Adelaide's frog, though. 
But like, does she actually know Adelaide? Yeah, she, she, get... yeah, maybe she doesn't actually know Adelaide. I'm not sure. See, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't tr- like. I love Beatrice, but I don't trust her. Like mm, friendly talking bird. No, I trust. I trust Beatrice. I mean, she's gonna be my favorite character, and I think she's mostly good. But there's also something up. So. I, I trust Beatrice. I think she's good. I know, man. <laughs> I feel like you, and like when Sue is evil, like that's how I feel right now. <laughs> that's exactly what you're Except doing. Except it's the reverse. This Except is the new like, Sue is evil. Yeah, Delaney, why are you <laughs> being so weird with Sue is evil? Jeez, come on. Oh my god. Yeah, but Sue was evil and they just cut it at the last minute. Don't oh worry. Oh my god, I was the only person who <laughs> is evil. Sue definitely was evil. wasn't. That's what this is for sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. this is it. Beatrice being evil or bad or whatever or whatever. Yeah, Beatrice is evil is the new Sue is evil. Yeah. That's me. I'm passionate of this. Yeah. Uh, what else? Can you think of anything else you want to talk about from these episodes? I just, the overall feeling is just nice. Like, I just like the theme of the show. Yeah, this aired the week after Halloween last year. It's a good time for it to air. And and it, it's it's August. It's practically Halloween, so we're. Oh yeah, it's according to Mel. It's it's Halloween already. So, you know, so. I mean, it is. <laughs> I mean, uh, September is just pre-Halloween. It's just pre-Halloween. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, we're gonna continue our rewatch. Um. Watch the next three episodes. Next episode is called "Songs of the Dark Lantern." Hmm. Lanterns. That seems in theme, mm. you know. Yeah. Dark Lantern. Hmm. Dark Lantern. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm Dylan. That's Delaney. Uh, you can find our social media links and everything else about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. I don't know if I said that in the beginning. That's okay. And overlyanimated.com, and you can find uh, our Patreon and support us at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, Andy, Beatrice, Mitch, Nate, Cordell, and Shayna. Uh, Buzz Lightyear, Beatrix Strange, Fever Mitch, Nathan Fillion, Cordell University, and Hannah. And uh, check out our Patreon for all of our patron rewards and stuff like that. And we're going to be continuing uh, with this rewatch. I'm not sure. This is today's podcast. I'm not sure about Friday. We might want to well, do... Well, it's not a rewatch. This uh, watch through. Yeah. Not rewatch. Watch through. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to title this Over the Garden Wall, we watch through one or like Over the Garden Wall one or something like that. These Did are very These are very important things. No, no Roman numerals. Not okay. Oh, I love Roman numerals. Nope, not happening. Okay, anyway, thank <laughs> Last thoughts, Delaney? Roman numerals. No, not about the show. <laughs> uh, I really like it, and it's going to be a little hard to wait for when me and you are like let's watch it and then record because like i really like it and i'm interested in it we'll talk about it after okay uh yeah we'll talk about future recording schedule thanks yeah i think we're i think we're good i don't know not i just want to express my excitement yes excitement to continue not super long podcast but i feel like we got enough discussion out of it i mean the episodes aren't very long no 10 typical cartoon network episodes yeah all right thanks for listening guys and we'll see you next time Bye. bye